Hey everyone, welcome back to the Community Forge podcast. Today I'm doing a solo episode on focusing on what matters most. Have you ever thought that being an entrepreneur would be easier than this? For years, I've tried to break free from Rogue Warrior consultant life, only to return time and again in order to survive. What I soon realized is my own isolation and self-doubt was getting in my way and that my biggest successes, my happiest moments, came through connections with people who cared about me. It's now my mission to make it easier for entrepreneurs like us to connect with incredible human beings who rise up higher together. We are not self-made, we are community-made. But the real question is, how will we do it? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on this journey as I interview top experts and entrepreneurs who are figuring it out. I'm your host, Jerry Kurt, and you are listening to the Community Forged Podcast. I'm finding it really fascinating how in this day and age of COVID-19, where we're all at, at home and have you know, a lot less distractions of things that are grab our attention, how you know, things are kind of the yesteryear, um, things that we typically didn't take the time to do now are like, all of a sudden, like all the rage, like puzzles, for instance. I mean, I've been reading how puzzle makers are like running out of stock. Um, people doing sourdough bread, right? Um, everyone and their, their neighbors clearing out the grocery stores. It's been, I've been trying to buy yeast for a couple of weeks, maybe at least at my grocery store. And it's always been, it's always been out of stock. And, you know, I'm guilty as charged. I've actually been having a lot of fun with my daughter putting a puzzle together and um, working with my son, David, on some sourdough bread creations, even though neither of us has really done anything as far as making bread goes before. And just really enjoying a lot more time um, with people closest to myself, um, with my family, right? Like we're, we're all kind of in a similar situation. And, you know, for, for many years... I found myself kind of caught up in doing what I thought were the things that I was supposed to do, right? Think back to you know when I was in university, you know I got my degree in computer science and business, which you know I did because really I was just focusing on trying to get that good job, you know, and having having a background in in you know computers and and business seemed like like the smart thing to do, right? Quote unquote. Um. But I ended up taking a lot of courses that weren't really that interesting to me, to be honest. Um, and a ton of them that just were completely irrelevant outside of the classroom. You know, I can remember trying to rack my brain doing triple integrals in calculus. I couldn't even tell you now what the heck that was for. Um, you know, history of programming languages. I mean, it just goes on and on. All these things I had to take um, just to get that, that ideal optimized degree. You know, and, and I will say that you know, I did graduate and, and I started out uh, working at a small software solution shop and you know, had a lot, of, a lot of fun there, enjoyed working with the people there and then the problems that we got to, to tackle. You know, I got a great little sports car. My, my first car was like a metallic green Honda Civic Si and it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a manual shift, five-speed, automatic sunroof. Um, certainly made those commutes on the expressway down into Toronto a whole lot more fun, at least when I wasn't sitting uh, bogged up in traffic, you know. And and you know, so for a little while, that that dream of you know doing 
what I was supposed to be doing, you know, getting that nice job and, and building an income. You know, three years in, I kind of got disillusioned. I didn't really, really see how what I was doing was making a difference in the world that mattered to me. Like all of a sudden, it wasn't just about, you know, taking care of myself and, and um, making an income, but I wanted my work to not just help big business make more profits, I wanted to help people. And so for me, that was, that was a turning point. So I started really searching because I was, I was really disillusioned. Um, I quit, I volunteered. I went overseas with a, with a nonprofit for three years in Bangladesh of all places. I didn't even know where that was. I had to look it up on a map when I found out that um, there was an opening there. So I used my IT skills and um, but Bangladesh was really completely different than anything I'd ever experienced. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, you can relate something to something else to kind of make sense of it. But with Bangladesh, I felt like there were no anchors. Like it was just like my whole world had been turned upside down. It was hot, it was humid, it was densely populated, poverty everywhere, you know, different language, mostly Muslim country, um, you know, and really everyone I knew um, my family, my friends, they were half around the world. And, you know, back then, this was like 2000, year 2000. Um, yeah, we had email, which was great. Um, but, you know, dial-up access, we weren't exactly doing uh, Zoom calls like we can today. Um, but one of the, the gifts of that isolation, right, and that, that totally different environment was that it, um, it gave me the opportunity to re- really reinvent myself, right? Because no one, no one knew me there. I was basically almost starting from scratch. And so I could, I could create the kind of life that I wanted to have in that environment. I got a chance to focus on learning new culture, new language, got to enjoy you know, tropical fruits. And um, that's where I really developed my love of, of, of curries, um, which I still enjoy a lot today. And it really expanded my limited view of the world and the people in it. I got to see how you know, multiple generations live together and the bonds they formed. And I really grew to appreciate some of those close connections that extended family members um, had with each other. That was something I wanted in my life. So really, it was like I was beginning to start to make choices for the life that I truly wanted, right? And you know, this is a process that keeps evolving. I'd say COVID-19 is a bit like that Bangladesh experience. I mean, we're, we're in a new unfamiliar territory. And even today, we don't know where this is, is all headed, right? Um, the life that we knew no longer exists, and it never will. The, the, it'll be a new normal. But what that is, is it's really hard to tell. Um, but what it also is, is an opportunity to slow down and get clear on what truly matters to us, you know, who we want to be, and how we want to show up in the world, right? This is, this is a gift we've been given. Um, a lot of the things that were just accepted as normal status quo um, don't apply anymore. In fact, a lot of them don't even exist anymore. So for me, during this time, um, one of the things that I've been doing with this further downtime is just doubling down on time with family. Because one of the things that I recognized over the past year, having traveled a lot with my consulting, is actually how how little my kids really knew me and, and I knew them. Um, and that really hit me. And so when COVID-19 came along, it was almost, almost like a, 
a gift for me. And, and I recognize, you know, there's a lot about COVID that's caused a lot of hardship and pain in the world. And I want to really acknowledge that. And at the same time, because we are all together more, because there aren't all the distractions outside, we really need each other more, right? And there's an opportunity to do more together. And for me, that's been so amazing and, and so great to have deeper conversations, to do more fun things together. You know, I've, been, I've been choosing to let go of expectations. You know, I'm a very driven person being an entrepreneur. Um, you know, I don't like to settle. And I see my, my kids and what they're doing. You know, I want them to have the best life possible. And it's, but that's all according to what I think is best, right? And so I'm learning to let go of that, which for me is a, is a big thing. And especially around my kids and just focus on being present, right? Being supportive, laughing more, checking in, allowing them to be where they, where they are. I mean, laughing. <laughs> for me, that's just something I didn't grow up with. You know, my dad used to say that jokes were a form of lying and, you know, laughing just wasn't a concept that I, I knew growing up. So, you know, that's what made last Monday even extra special. So last Monday, I was, I was making sourdough biscuits with my son, David. And, you know, like neither of us knows much about making bread, but, you know, we didn't care. This is, we'd, we'd make a few loaves already. And, and this is becoming a, a weekly tradition for us. Um, make things even extra fun. I put on some 80s music. We were dancing, making jokes, laughing a lot. You know, my daughter, Malia, joined in too. And, you know, once we had all the biscuits formed, uh, David wanted to eat the last little bit of dough, which to me was kind of gross. Um, but instead of listening to my logical self, I listened to my present fun self and uh, I joined in. We grabbed a piece of that and we ate some and smiled some more. And honestly, I didn't even recognize myself to some degree in that moment when I look back on it. But I just remember at the end of the day feeling so great, so joyful so full of gratitude that I'd had one of the most enjoyable moments that I've had as a dad in a really long time. So this is part of the new me that I'm creating right now. And I encourage you also to take advantage of this unique time, you know, to see it as an opportunity to make a pivot, to redesign the life that you truly want, right? Become more of the person that you desire to be. And, you know, if you aren't sure how to get started with that, my suggestion to you is just to start first by giving yourself the space to just be, right? We're so focused on doing, but we're human beings. So just start being more. Start letting go of expectations of needing to be overproductive. And, you know, start seeing what shows up in your life. I recommend fostering gratitude on a daily basis, right? To become more aware of the things in your life that you can be grateful for. Take time to read books or listen to podcasts. I'm a fan of the Daily Stoic. I listen to that on a daily basis. And you know, journaling, meditation, coaching have also been instrumental for me. Again, things that weren't consistent in my life, but now are like for me part of my daily regimen, you know, as important as breathing oxygen, really. And of course, puzzles and sourdough and making memories with the people. I love most. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so, 
Be sure to click on the subscribe button in your app so you never miss a future episode. And when you leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen, you help more people discover and then transform their lives through the powerful life-changing stories on this podcast. I invite you also to share something that you heard in this episode that you would love to turn into a conversation. Share it with people and have that conversation. Because when ideas become conversations that build connections, that's when momentum happens. I'll see you in the next episode.